0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Movie Melting Pot Podcast. Here, three friends discuss anything and everything seen on the screen, and they want you to join them. Jake brings the hot takes. Richard brings the everyman perspective. And Austin brings his dog. (coughs) And now, the host of the Movie Melting Pot, Jake, Richard, and Austin. Austin. What up, everybody? It's been two weeks—two long weeks. I know you guys missed us, but there's a good reason. Has it? Re- How you guys doing?
1: Has it really? First been of all, long? I want to
0: say it has. Mm. For- First of all, I want to say that uh, yes, no, Austin, but we're gonna change the intro. I'm just not made of money. <clears throat> but I have a co host who is Richard. When can I expect the new intro? Um
1: In the future.
0: At some point. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I don't know. I feel like it's 2020 all over again.
1: I don't know. I didn't think about us needing the new intro until just now, pretty much.
0: Yeah, bro. Now that you're subbing so much, you got all this extra cash.
1: Something like that.
0: You can afford someone real nice. I, I spent 15 bucks. Bro, you could spend 1,500.
1: No. That that I can't do. Come on, bro. I will you need, I
0: know how much you're making. You don't need to lie to me. I will You're
1: making Match your fifteen dollars.
0: <laughs> bro, I'm on a budget over Maybe here. Maybe I'll do thirty. Anyway, uh guys leave a rating, leave a review. Let us know how you're uh, how you're thinking, how you're feeling. Thanks for everybody for listening. Um Last week, we I wanted to record, but I ended up getting the Rona. Richard, I did, haven't talked to you. I didn't tell you, but I got tested. It was the real deal. Really? Yeah.
1: I had a slight scare. I thought I had uh, been exposed, but I guess not. I ended up having to get tested and everything. I, and I, it I As negative. far as I
0: know, I was... Uh, as far as I know, because Isaiah had it first, I was not exposed to anyone but Isaiah, and I don't know who Isaiah would have gotten it from, so that's still confusing, but I'm better now.
1: He got it first?
0: Yeah. He he showed symptoms, what, two Wednesdays ago, and then I started showing symptoms on two Thursdays ago, so he was the first one to actually, like, show symptoms. Hmm. I still went to work that Thursday and everything, wore like a mask because I was like coughing, had a bit of a sore throat or whatever. Then Friday I woke up with a fever and I was out till, and that's the crazy thing. It's like it used to be, you got to go home and isolate for two weeks. And then after that, you have to go out and you have to be wearing masks. And now it's like, I was back to work on Wednesday.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Now I think the guideline is like five days quarantine, if you can if you can't wear a mask and I'm like, so what's to keep people from just wearing a mask and saying, I can't quarantine.
0: Yeah, bro. like hospitals, there's a bunch of hospitals. Like if you, even if you have it, they're like, you got to come to work anyway. Dang. Yeah. crazy
1: it's the world we live in but
0: yeah and then uh we just had a big old winter storm i know you guys didn't we did but you did yeah
1: not re or not today we did over the weekend
0: yeah we got it last night we got like a foot and a half of snow
1: yeah we got hit saturday
0: But yeah, so I woke up this morning, I was supposed to go into work at six and Hannah is supposed to leave at six, but, um, she ended up not having, neither of us ended up having to go to work. Hmm. Like, uh, grinders didn't even open today. And then Hannah would have had to drive like an hour to work and they were just like, it's not even worth it. Like, we're just going to cancel the patients cause she only had to go for like a few hours. And then treat like four patients, and then come home. They're like, it's not even worth it for you to like try it, because the roads were so bad. Dang. Yeah. I'm like, I called work, and there was a the like the guy who usually comes into specialty was there because he goes in at like five every morning or whatever, and. Uh, <clears throat> He was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't even come in till later." Uh, like the like the main road that the building is on is paved, or like was um shoveled, mm-hmm. but then like the roads you turned onto to get to like the employee parking lot and all that stuff, yeah, untouched. oh, so it'd be, you'd be like driving through a foot and a half of snow. Yeah. And he drives, like, a little Prius. He's like, yeah, it's up to, like, my windows. (laughs) So, like, I could barely get into work. Yeah,
1: you can make it. You just got to be committed enough.
0: Yeah. So, I I didn't even have to go.
1: (laughs) Well, that's nice. Nice little day off, right?
0: You freaking scrubs still had school.
1: Yeah. Well, not really because our snow hit on Saturday. So. Scrubs. Yeah, and now pretty much all the roads are taken care of.
0: So, and then um, I don't know. If I haven't mentioned this to you, but I'm working on a career change.
1: Really? Yeah. Doing what?
0: I think I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to try and uh, get a ministry job. Oh. Yeah. Hannah and I are in discussions about uh, child number two. Oh. I mean, that literally, Richard, get your mind out of the gutter. Literally, we're talking about it. What? Get your mind out of the gutter, Richard.
1: Now I'm confused. You can't, you can't fake that with me. So you're talking about we're having possibly discussions about having child a... number two. So having another kid.
0: Yeah. And so then Hannah was like, "Well." you know, I'm going to want to stay home more with the kids. Maybe only work like a couple days a week, one or two days a week, in which case I have to like pick up a fair amount of slack. So the time was now and it was like now or never kind of a thing. It's like, I got I got to make the jump now or it's like, I would have to put an investment into like another higher paying career when I've already made an investment into this one. And it's like something I want to do. So
1: any prospects?
0: Um, there's one, but I'm still working on getting together my portfolio. I had some help today from Tyler, longtime listeners of the podcast. Yeah. Central students. You guys know Tyler. He's good at that kind of stuff with the, um, making things look neat, organized, graphic design, all that kind of stuff. So I got some help from Tyler and, uh, The last thing I have left is just my straight-up resume. Always fun. Which is always the hard... Yeah, that's always the hardest part. So... How about you, dude? You've been... You've been subbing a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, so what happened was... We had a lady from the school who was a paraprofessional. Which basically, all that means is that she works with... um, Like, students who just need some some extra help to succeed in in classes and stuff. Um, You know, whether it's helping them stay on task, stay attentive, making sure that they're doing their work correctly, uh, helping them focus on tests, things like that. Um, You know, they work with kids who struggle to read with dyslexia, ADHD, things like that. Um, So she passed away last semester, actually. And uh, they were looking to have somebody fill in for her for the semester. And so they asked me last semester if I'd be willing to take the whole semester. And um, at first I was like, "Uh, no. Like I was not really interested in being there the whole semester. Then I found out like the, the behind the scenes stuff about what was going on. And so I had a little bit more compassion and sympathy about it and decided that, uh, one, it would be a nice way for me to be of service to the school and to the people who now have to deal with her with the loss of her. Uh, and two, I figured it would be a good way for me to uh, just be around students and be able to pour into them. Uh, I know a lot of them have been having a hard time uh, after her passing, uh, and so I'm trying to step in and at least be, you know, a positive change. So you,
0: you feel like you're doing that though, because uh, you haven't really talked to me about like what it's been like. Other than like I think you said you enjoyed it, you were enjoying it more than you thought you would. But I think that's like the last I heard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then they changed my schedule. So
0: <laughs> oh gosh.
1: Yeah, I was working with, well, so I was working with students, uh, at first I started with sixth grade math, which is awesome, like, I can do sixth grade math, even I can do sixth grade math, it's like fractions and decimals and like, or at least that's what we were starting with, I don't know how much more complicated it's gonna get, but that's what we were starting with, um, so I went from that, then I had fifth grade reading, uh, and like writing and language arts and stuff. They're going through Percy Jackson and the lightning thief, which is one of my favorite books. That was one of my favorite books as a kid. So I was like super excited about that. Then I went to a class where I worked with students who were like working on, uh, sort of career planning sort of, uh, just kind of visualizing what they want for high school, what they want. Well, for the record, I work in a middle school. I don't know if I said that, but, um, Getting them ready for high school, how they want to succeed, what they want to be affiliated with, uh, what they want to do even after high school, things like that. Uh, Then I had history with 8th graders, then science with 8th grade, and then they have like a little study hall period at the end of the day. Uh, So they switched me from 6th grade math and the fifth grade reading stuff. So I'm no longer working on Percy Jackson stuff. I'm no longer working on math that I actually know. Uh, I'm now in seventh grade math and, uh, I'm also working with like, uh, now I have to, I'm in this class about like Missouri outdoorsmanship.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you did bring home all your dad's guns over Christmas. So you should fit right in. Yeah
1: but we're we're learning about like rivers and like fish farms in Missouri and I'm like, you know, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the schedule change is like a little rough, but it I mean it's doable. It's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I did end up in a cooking class, which could be promising because Maybe I'll...
0: You'll pick up some be tips? Be getting
1: some snackums. Oh, you need some, just so,
0: snacks. I was thinking you need some tips, because you, no. you still eat out too much?
1: That, too. That, too. I could use the tips. Um, but mostly, I'm interested in possibly getting food. So, yeah. Uh, so, that's cool. But I still kind of... I still enjoy it. Um... I just miss Percy Jackson a lot. That was the hardest hit. That was the hardest hit.
0: You should just reread it on your own time.
1: So, guess what, actually?
0: You went and got the book?
1: No. You'll like this. You'll appreciate this. Guess what book I did get?
0: Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone.
1: Okay, that was a pretty
0: good guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to warn you. First two books are kids' books. So don't judge them. Yeah, I worship. know. But they're still, okay, they're still decent kids' books. They're just a bit, you know, simple.
1: They're a little, Yeah, they're a little on the younger side as far as, like, the reading goes. Yeah.
0: But once you get even, like, Prisoner of Azkaban is such a high step from Chamber of Secrets that it's like from that point on each book is like a breath of fresh air. So, yeah. I yeah, you you you'll enjoy fit reading all 7 of them if you if you get there, if you stick it through.
1: They can't be I feel like they can't be much worse than the Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief books. Um like as far as like kid kid-wise goes cuz those were pretty pretty young um like the main character's 12 in the first one
0: yeah harry i believe it just turns 11
1: yeah so the target audience is going to be similar yeah and part of the thing was that with harry potter it was like the target audience were like 11-year-old kids when it like first started what like back in the 90s uh-huh. Something like that. So then like basically by the third book all the kids were like grown-ups now. <laughs> and so that's um, my guess is that's why there's like the adaptation is that the people who like already knew the books and were looking forward to the next ones were like teen like higher end teenagers by that point. That would be my guess. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but I was actually talking to some people from my church about it. And they were saying that they remember like being in high school, waiting for the new ones to come out. So.
0: Yeah, dude, there's a YouTube video. I've told you about internet historian, right? I think so. Go look up. He has a video about, um, when Harry Potter and the death or uh, Half Blood Prince comes out, and just like how um, 4chan, because that's he's like pretty much a 4chaner, but he he makes incredible Wonderful. stuff. But <clears throat> it's pretty much about how they waged a like a information war not a misinformation war, an information war to like spoil the ending of Half Blood Prince to like people who hadn't <laughs> bought the book yet, because like the. I, I guess the ending was, like, leaked that, like, Dumbledore died. So people were, like, like there were lines outside Barnes & Noble, you know, for, like, miles, and people would just drive by going, Dumbledore dies! You know, like, he may... Oh,
1: yeah, he does in that one, doesn't he?
0: Yeah.
1: I forgot that it was that one.
0: Good book, Half-Blood Prince. I'd say, after listening to them all, I'd say my second... Second favorite book. I'd go second favorite book out of the the series. What would be your first? Uh, Unpopular one, actually. Order of the Phoenix. Hmm. People think um, Harry's just a bit too angsty and unbearable in that. But like when I read it, I was angsty and unbearable. So I related a lot to him. (laughs) (laughs) And so I don't know. It just that whole feeling of like not being, you know, trusted or believed or being trapped. Yeah. Like that whole feeling of being trapped was feeling all that at that time. And so like, I really I related think, to Harry and order of the Phoenix.
1: I think the one I'm excited for the most, <coughs> which I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, I guess I can't be wrong. Cause it is about my excitement, but based on the movies, I think the one that I'm looking forward to the most is the Goblet of fire.
0: Goblet of Fire is good. And the movie, even though it like was I know a lot of people think it's like their favorite movie. The movie sucks. The book is so much better. And I say that all the time to really? you about Harry Potter. Like you. Do. Like there's you I, saw, I even saw a uh, like a video essay about it. About like there are just dumb things they do. Like that scene where the schools enter And, like, Dermstrang's, like, doing that choreographed, like, where they slam their things on the ground. And, Bobaton enters. And there's, like, butterflies going everywhere. They point out how dumb it was that, like, Dermstrang was all just boys. And, uh, Bobaton was just girls, even though, like, in the books, it's, like, there's boys and girls, you know. There's stuff about how, like, in the movie... You see, Mad Eye Moody's eye zooming in on like Harry, and it sounds like there's like a security camera, and you can hear it whirring. It's just like points out like dumb stuff like that. That it just shows like the people making that movie didn't really understand the world of Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, they're just idiots. But... Yeah, stupid
0: people ruining Harry Potter. Get off my well, lawn.
1: I always have to remember that you're one of those nitpickers.
0: Which, I haven't even watched um, that movie in so long. That's hard for me to like even say how much I dislike it. But recently I've tried <laughs> watching Order of the Phoenix. And it's not good, I gotta turn it off.
1: Jeez, you are one of those people.
0: Yeah, it. I hope someday you read them and then watch the movies. Like, you, if you love the books and then you watch the movies and realize, holy cow, these are trash. I hope I'm
1: I hope. not that kind of person.
0: Someday I hope. We'll see. Anyway, Richard, how far are we into this podcast? Twenty, 20 minutes. And we have not talked about our movies. <laughs> nope. I don't even have that much to say about these movies, though we might get into like I really a, bit don't of a, either. a bit of like an argument with Don't Look Up because I told you I'd save my thoughts. I did not like Don't Look Up at all. Really? Yeah. So the first thing for me, it was like it was advertised as like this movie that was going to be hilarious. It was like a black comedy. That's fair and i did not laugh at this movie and i i have a st- what else i watched this week just one movie i laughed more at that movie than i did at don't look up and you will be shocked when you hear what movie i watched hmm. it's a movie we were going to do and that we didn't get around to it
1: i'm intrigued now
0: yeah so but
1: we'll continue with don't look up
0: yeah, I honestly, I didn't totally like it. There is, like, I think the ending stuck with me for a while. Because I, I, the movie wasn't totally, like, a comedy to me. It was more, no. like, heartfelt. And, like, the ending felt like a, an appropriate ending.
1: Yes. Okay, so you're talking about the family dinner thing.
0: Yeah, the family didn't. Not the part where they land on that desert planet (laughs) and Jonah Hill gets (laughs) out. He's like, what's up, guys? I'm the last man on Earth.
1: Oh, I don't think I saw that part, actually.
0: Oh, yeah. Jonah Hill survives and he, like, crawls out from the rubble and he looks around and, like, DC is, like, totally demolished and in flames, like a hellscape, you know. And he just pulls out his phone and starts recording himself. He's like, what's up, guys? It's me. I'm the last man on earth. Let's go. We should meet up. And it's like dumb. I like that. That kind of ruined the movie for me. But like the. <laughs>
1: See, I didn't get that far.
0: Yeah. Two end credit scenes. Can you believe it?
1: <laughs> I did. No. <know. coughs> it was a movie that really didn't need any end credit scenes.
0: Sorry to all like, the listeners out there. I'm still experiencing some of the Rona symptoms. Mm. I might have too many coughs to cut out. I don't. Know, I don't know if I want to spend that much time editing.
1: But yeah. So, I guess I Wait, should real clarify. Quick. Okay, go ahead.
0: Before we get to the end of this, I want you to tell me what your movie is for next week. By the end of the podcast, do you have one picked? Oh dang.
1: Out? Okay. No, but we will figure it out.
0: Okay, because I have mine.
1: I will. I will think and talk at the same time. So, I should clarify. I did not think that the movie was like one of the best movies ever.
0: Yeah. I don't think I
1: thought it. I thought it was. (coughs) Here's here's what I appreciated. So it's pretty clear that I mean, based on just the people who are in the movie, you can probably already like five, probably five minutes in to the movie you're probably going to already realize that it's an allegory for climate change
0: yeah you know i brought that up because i talked to tyler about it before i watched it i was like dude Mm -hmm. i've just seen the promo and i already know that it's an allegory for climate change it's like you don't get leonardo dicaprio and meryl streep in this movie if they're not making fun of republicans and making it about climate change he was like i don't know bro Seems pretty doesn't seem like that to me. There's a lot of other political stuff. And there is some, but it's like, no. This is about this is about Republicans so, and climate change.
1: It's about it's about climate change. And I guess from what was explained, there's also a hint at how COVID has been handled.
0: Yeah. Which I think um, that's more I don't know. I think that might I don't be more buy that unintentional, part. but
1: Yeah. I don't buy that as much as I buy the climate change thing. Yeah. Here's what I do appreciate. What I do appreciate about the movie is the way that they handled the topic. Because really, they don't necessarily, like, like allegory or not, it's pretty clear that they poke fun at Conservatives quite a bit. Yeah. But you can also tell... President,
0: uh, what's her name...
1: Yes, is meant to be almost a resemblance of Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, of just like this perverse, perverted, terrible president, nepotist.
1: With a son who has no qualifications to be as influential in the government as he is, yeah.
0: When they talk about Um, that, like when they do that scene where they're talking about sending up nukes to blow up the thing and Ron Perlman was the hero... Yes. And just just that whole look of like doing it on a star or on like a cruiser, you know, with flags yeah. everywhere on the stage and all the bright lights. And even at the yeah. end, as when they launch the don't look up campaign. Yeah, they have the hats that say don't look up that look mm-hmm. just like make America great again hats. They paint all yep. of them out to be dumb rednecks. And that one dumb redneck looks. Hey, oh, everybody, they're lying to us. It's so... Yeah. It's everywhere. Like it, it's all- it was over the
1: top. Yeah. But they also... They do show how some of the other people, besides conservatives, have also been problematic with the subject.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, they show how the fame of people who are reporting on this stuff has gone to their head. They report... Or they, they talk about how... News stations like, and not like, we should clarify, it's not even just like Fox News, it's like, it's just a symbol for all news stations. Yeah, are and they downplaying and they do the severity? Through,
0: they do it through that Tyler Perry and what's her name TV show. Yeah, it's almost like one of those daytime talk shows, like, yeah, the, like The View or. Yeah, or maybe even good morning america might be better. The one that
1: came straight to mind was uh whatever it is with Kelly and Michael Strahan.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's good morning America.
1: Something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: I think they're on Good Morning America. Or they're on they're on some kind of mainstream news reporting thing. But like you can you can tell that like they at least went and tried to find how other people are downplaying it or using it for their own gain rather than like nipping the issue in the bud. And so I did, I at least, I I did at least appreciate that. It wasn't just like conservatives are the only problem here. Cause like to me, like I'm definitely more conservative than I am liberal but, like, even if I wasn't, I feel like I just wouldn't really thoroughly enjoy a movie that just sits there and bashes, like, one type, like, one group of people. Like, I wouldn't enjoy that in any movie, regardless of what the subject matter was. Like, I don't know. It's just not the kind of thing that entertains me, so. yeah,
0: It'd be like the Simpsons meme. Stop it. He's already dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But.
0: And so everyone then. I mean, been...
1: It wasn't a, wasn't a great movie, but yeah. I appreciated it a little bit. I got some humor out of it. I was entertained for the most part, but I'll be honest. I was struggling a little bit. I hopped on like Snapchat and TikTok like probably three or four times during the movie.
0: Yeah. It was a tad rough. There and there were like, like there were jokes in there. Like the, the I think the main joke that I can think of was the twenty dollars for the chips and water that turned out yeah. to be free. That you could tell that they were like trying to make a big deal out of like, like hey, this is funny. He, can you believe that general yeah. did that? And it's like it's yeah, because they
1: kept bringing it up
0: it's it's sad cuz this it was the film was written and directed by a comedy writer and director yeah Adam McKay you know who Adam McKay is right
1: yeah that's why i was excited for it, it cuz i knew it was a it was like a dark comedy and i was like this can go really well and it didn't go near as well as i would have liked and he had a pretty solid lineup like he had some pretty decent actors and actresses that could have made it funny. But and like there were some points where I was like it was it was kind of humorous. But like there were it, it wasn't like I was like out of my seat laughing on the ground. So I, I was a tad disappointed in how the movie turned out. But overall like I was entertained, but it's not a movie I'm going to watch
0: again. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't watch this again and I wouldn't recommend it even really. I mean I know some people liked it enough to recommend it. It, it yeah. wasn't for me. If it if it were funny, I would probably say, you know, screw all the bad stuff about it. Another bad thing I thought that uh, really confused me. I guess maybe it wasn't bad. I guess maybe it was more artistically done. But those, like, transitions where they have all those um, short clips of, like, things in nature. Yes. It's, like, things like that that just, like, boggle the mind that I I can't say that they was, out like, of a place. Well done movie. I don't know if they're supposed to be, like... like I, I think it's supposed the... to be,
1: like, a window into climate change. That's the only rational thing I can think of.
0: But they didn't really, like, demonstrate climate change. Because you would think things about climate change, they would start good and then, like, get bad at the end. But they were all pretty consistently, like... And they were beautiful shots, they're like, of birds and animals playing together, humans doing human things. It's not like it was, like, anything crazy. It was just, like...
1: I guess. I don't know.
0: I don't know what that was about.
1: The movie felt a little thrown together.
0: Yeah. Like, Which I'm sure, I think cause it at, was made during the at pandemic. At first, when
1: I had right. just finished it, I think when I had just finished it, I was like, that was a pretty good movie. But when I think back on it, and I like really reflect about it, I'm like, eh, it was okay.
0: Yeah. And I would say it was even a bit opposite for me, where I watched it, and I was like, mm, I don't know about that. And I like the ending kept coming back to me. Of just, like, the horror of sitting there for, like, your last meal with your loved ones, granted.
1: Yeah. and then, I did appreciate that part.
0: And then the, you see the earthquakes and the house just gets blown up in slow motion. Yeah. Like, that stuck and with And then they me.
1: crapped on it with the freaking Meryl Streep thing at the end. Yeah. And I was like... Really just the whole ending. Because, like, it doesn't even end with that dinner scene. It ends with, like everybody just living their life. It literally pretty much ends with a sex scene. And then,
0: yeah, that was weird. Like
1: that seemed really unnecessary and like really out of place. And then it like transitioned to like Meryl Streep and a bunch of old people being, but like ending up on a new planet. Yeah. They're, they're naked on a new planet with the Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg,
0: I heard everyone comparing figurehead. him. I heard everyone comparing him that he's more like Bill Gates. Apparently, the way he talks, I guess, and the way he carries himself. Apparently, he's more like Bill Gates. I don't know. But he, Maybe? you, but just like in the field that he's in, he's more like
1: Elon, Elon Musk, Musk, I
0: guess. Just just because we see him dealing with rockets, but he like owns, I don't know, a self- Cell service company? I don't know.
1: Yeah. He owns like a, like an off brand Apple. He was basically just supposed to represent like all the the one percenters. Yeah. Yeah. All the wealthy tech people who say that they can solve the problem, but really kind of can't. Yeah. I don't know if he was supposed to be like one. He was like a giant, like smorgasbord of all those people.
0: Okay. So we both didn't love the movie. So let's move on to another movie that I also didn't love. Finch. Oh. So you didn't love it. I I liked it. Like I mentioned last week or two weeks ago when I uh, talked about like the movies we did then. It It was like, it was like a, like I like a good drama, like a well-balanced drama It comes with humorous parts and dramatic parts, um, you know, rousing parts and emotional parts. Um, Yeah. And this movie didn't totally have all that, I suppose, for me. It was more just like a straightforward, almost like... They didn't take risks, really, I would say. Like, I like a movie that takes risks in their storytelling sometimes you know and that's why i like i really appreciated the ending of don't look up cuz i don't know it it was not what i expected to be coming i suppose and it was kind of a storytelling mm. risk and I, I appreciated it this there's none of that it was just
1: yeah it's all pretty straightforward guy it's makes a robot
0: linear guy goes to San Francisco robot helps him guy dies like that's pretty much the plot of the movie
1: yeah so for me I enjoyed it because which I didn't think I would I'll be honest when you recommended it I had seen it like on Apple TV. Uh-huh. And I was not interested at all. Like it was not a movie I was ever going to watch if you hadn't basically made me for this podcast. Um, but I ended up enjoying it because I guess the point is that it's almost like you're watching. Was, was it Dave? Is that the, the robot? Uh, Jeff. I think. Jeff. Jeff. So Jeff the robot, it's almost like a coming of age kind of movie where he's like learning how to walk. He's learning how to drive. He's learning how to take care of an animal. He's learning how to take care of uh, basically his dying parent. And then he's learning how to uh, kind of embark on this adventure on his own. And so I appreciated the way that it was done, like, that way, I appreciated how... It's literally just, like, a robot. But you can even sense some of the emotions that the robot has due to the way that Tom Hanks's character Finch interacts with him. So, like, when Tom Hanks gets mad and says that... He, he makes a stupid mistake. You can tell that even though it's a robot, it's like processing that Tom Hanks is displeased with it. And you can almost like, like I said, even though it's a robot, you can almost like physically see a negative emotional reaction to how Tom Hanks just like raise his voice and talk to him. Yeah. And they and do so personify the robot that part. pretty
0: well, I will say.
1: Yeah. Like, you can tell that he wants to try to do what's right and wants to try to do the best thing, and then when he makes mistakes, you can almost see that he gets frustrated with himself. And so So sorta of similar to you with the Harry Potter book, The Order of the Phoenix, where he's like angsty. I think that's part of why I kind of resonated with the movie was because it was almost like I've been there myself where it's just like I'm trying to do the right thing and like it just seems unappreciated you know and then I can almost like reflect on my own negative emotions to those situations if that makes
0: sense. Yeah. But I don't know. All in all, I thought it was just okay. I think I actually... Did feel a bit emotional... When... um, Finch... Died. Um, Because I think he... Like... At first it seems like he's almost like... Wrestling for his life. Um, But he knows he's dying. And like... He doesn't feel confident in Jeff to be able to care for the dog, which is like his one like job when Finch dies yeah. to watch the dog. But then they have that scene where they stop in the middle of I mean they're almost to California, right? They might be just outside in mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is, Nevada or whatever. And they're just playing with the dog. And it's like almost like this coming to peace, coming to terms with, like, his... his end is nigh, and... he feels good about... he feels good about it. And then he goes inside, and the dog freaking starts howling. Oh dude, that was the worst.
1: Yeah. That was rough.
0: Yeah. Because you... just not seeing it, and just knowing... because of the dog.
1: What's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... like, again... Not a great film, not one I'm going to go out of my way to watch again. It might be something that I would recommend to some people, depending on what their interests are. But, like, I'm not going to probably watch it again. But I did appreciate it when I watched it the first time.
0: All right. So, have you thought of your movie yet, Richard?
1: Sort of. You can go first.
0: So I'm actually just going to talk about what else I watched this week, and then you can say one if you have if you watched anything else this week. But okay, any guesses? I've I've watched. Any guesses on what this could be? I really don't. I'll give you this. It was Will Smith. Will Smith month. Is it Wild Wild West? It's Wild Wild West. I watched Wild Wild West. It's on Netflix. Oh,
1: yeah, I've seen it on there. Dude. Okay. Not, like, watched it, but I'm I've gonna, seen that it's on there.
0: I'm going to be crucified, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I honestly did. It was terrible, but it was just, like, the right kind of terrible. Where, okay. like, approached awesome comedy. and it it starts kind of weird, like with a bunch of characters you don't know doing God knows what unearthly things I think the the best like epitome of like the comedy of this movie is there's a guy played by uh a guy did you ever watch monk? Yes, remember uh the uh head detective guy. Yeah. The, the older guy who kind of talked like this. I can't even think yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, that guy is in this movie, and he has a built-in ear trumpet, because it's a steampunk movie, right? They implanted an ear trumpet into his ear, because I guess he lost his ear. He, like, wants to hear uh, Kevin Klein, one of the main actors, singing, because he's pretending to be a woman. Um. So he dumps, he twists down his ear trumpet, and just like earwax flows, and like lands on his vest. <laughs> he dumps it back. That's that's the humor of this movie. And like right after that, you see uh, Will Smith's character. For some reason, he's in like this great big water tower with like a woman and he sees something like going on outside and he's like a, you know, marshal. So he wants to investigate, but like, he wants this woman wants his attention. So they're like making out and he like starts turning his head and looking behind like out this like hole in the thing. And he's just going, like pretending to like kiss this woman. And he's like looking out this hole of the water tower. And it's like, of this why is this why was this made awesome but it there's so much dumb incredible stuff i don't even know kenneth Branagh is one of the worst things i've ever seen and i loved it kenneth Branagh is in this movie Hmm. and they made him a Legless man in a steam-powered wheelchair with the most ridiculous beard I've ever seen. You need to look at his beard. Tell me it's not the most ridiculous beard you've ever seen. And he speaks in his dumb southern accent. (coughs) 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 Sorry, listeners. Rona, am I right? And, uh, like this terrible southern drawl. I can't, I can't even explain it, but it's everything loops around to create something fantastic that I, I cannot describe. I wouldn't say it's like cats kind of, you can't take your eyes off of it, but you want to turn it off so bad, but it's like right under, it's like right on the precipice of like, okay, I got to turn this off. But it, like, steps back But on. I also
1: got to keep watching. Yeah. Okay.
0: I probably did not inspire you to watch this movie. No. But, I mean, unlike the other two but movies... I'm going to... Well, maybe Finch. Maybe Finch, I might say, is it an all right watch. But it's like... I would tell people, like, Dude, wow, wow, West is... You got to see it, man. You It is a sight to behold.
1: I'm going to for this podcast
0: actually directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, field Feld, um director of excuse me director of you know what he directed Richard no he directed um the first three men in blacks oh he directed RV do you remember RV oh he directed the 2016 uh, Kevin Spacey comedy, Nine Lives. Do you remember Nine Lives?
1: I don't even know if I've heard of it.
0: Nine, it was like the first movie to come out post Kevin Spacey rapist pedo like problems. Hmm. And let me tell you, it was Wow. Holy cow. Wonderful. But he also directed 10 episodes of a series of unfortunate events, which was fantastic. So there's that. I never finished it. Yeah. How far did you get? I think I finished the first season. Yeah. I would say season two is like really good, like incredibly good. And then season three is just a bit draining. Like there's a lot going on. But it's in all in all it's a really fantastic show. Hmm.
1: So is it my turn for the big reveal?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: So your pick for me confirmed my pick for you in the same vein. Of comedic westerns. My pick.
0: So that wasn't my pick for you to watch next week. What? That was just what else I watched this week. That's why I'm. That's why I Ugh. meant. What? That's why I said what else you watch this week.
1: Oh, I thought yeah. you were saying that's what you wanted no. me to.
0: Because no, said... I, I just did gave a review. I spoiled our episode for next week.
1: Oh, that's true, I guess. Okay. Well, dang.
0: Well, what, did you, do you have anything else you watched this week?
1: I do. Um, I'm trying to remember what all I've watched. I literally watched some stuff, like, just the other day. I, uh, man, my mind is blanking right now, and I don't know why. This is disappointing. We can talk about other stuff, and I'll try to remember all the stuff that I watched. Okay.
0: So, my pick for you to watch next week is Eternals, which you've already seen. Ugh! Yeah, and we got to talk about it, bro. Because yeah, we do. Yikes! <laughs> Big yikes! Thankfully Spider-Man yeah. was good. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, oh, I do remember one of the things that I I watched this week. Um so I watched uh Just Go With It, which is Jennifer Aniston and uh Adam Sandler. It's one of my favorite rom-coms. It might be my favorite rom-com. I love that movie.
0: Do you like rom-coms? I had a feeling that you just didn't I do.
1: like rom-coms. Really? I love rom-coms, unfortunately. Interesting. Yeah. It's one of my favorite genres. They're so cheesy, and they're pretty terrible, but I can't, like, not watch them. Um, I also, TV show-wise, I watched uh, the newest season... Of Cobra Kai.
0: Yeah, did you like it?
1: Which was... It was pretty good. Um, Not my favorite season, but it was pretty good. Okay. So, there we go. There's a couple of things that I did watch. Was this season the first or the
0: second season Netflix made?
1: I think the third. The third season? Because it's the fourth season... It's the fourth season, and I think
0: two seasons.
1: I thought they only did the first season because it was such a success that they. But they might have done the first two. I don't. I don't remember. But I think I'm going to stick with what my pick was, even though. The reason has been made void because you weren't telling me that I should watch uh, Wild Wild West. So even though the reason is void, uh, my pick is going to stay the same. And it is in the same vein of a comedic western. My pick for you is Shanghai Noon.
0: Shanghai Noon. That's not what I was expecting.
1: Were you thinking A Thousand Ways to Die in the
0: West? Oh, gosh, no.
1: <laughs>
0: I just saw... I had just seen that uh, True Grit was on Netflix. I was expecting it to be True Grit.
1: No. Shanghai Noon. Is
0: that on anything? It's any got... Com-
1: uh, I don't think so. I think it would have to be rented. I will rent it for you. Thanks, dog. So... It's Jackie Chan. I am aware. And Owen Wilson.
0: I, I know you really like Shanghai Noon, don't you? I do. I know, yeah, I knew you did. I could just tell by the look on your face. <laughs> I, think,
1: I think some some of the comedy in it is so... It's gold. So, I'm going to give you one little interaction from the movie as just some of as like a little small window into some of the humor in the movie. Jackie Chan's character, his name is Chong Wang. Okay. And so Owen Wilson asks what his name is. And so he says it quickly and he goes, Chong Wang. And he goes, what? That's a terrible cowboy name. Because like John Wayne, they sound similar. And I wish that you had recognized that.
0: Yeah, I, said it. I it might have been funnier in the movie.
1: <laughs> and now I just ruined one of the best moments in the movie but Dang. that one, <laughs> whoops there's also a sequel called Was Shanghai like Nights which is also good only two or
0: am i or am i thinking of what am i thinking of this there's three i don't know i can't remember
1: oh i just remembered a couple more things that i watched all through the lord of the rings movies extended version
0: really wow you yeah Couldn't record with me, but you had all this time to watch 12 hours of film.
1: (laughs) I think it's closer to 14 or 15, with the extended versions. But anyway, I did watch those.
0: Hmm, Shanghai Noon might be on Hulu? Maybe. Maybe. Hold if you have to run on it one second, what load, load, open? There's no way. What? Why won't this open? I don't know. Okay.
1: Why were you freaking out?
0: Let me let me tell you in a second. Keep talking. Pretend I'm listening to you. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking of Rush Hour that there's three of. Oh,
1: yeah. But, yeah, I did watch the Lord of the Rings movies. And so here's what happened. I watched them with J.J.
0: Mm-hmm naturally
1: Uh, yeah. so he came over we hung out and we watched them uh, because they are on HBO Max and I was very intrigued because I consider myself to be a pretty big nerd about it and I feel like I know quite a bit of things about Lord of the Rings and I was absolutely mind blown at how little I could actually explain to him about what was going on which made me really want to read the books because some things just aren't really like explained and so he would like question things that I always just take for granted but never really thought like why is it that way like like the ring's power one of the things he kept asking me he was like so what's like so good about the ring and I'm like I don't know (laughs) like he was like what like why does everybody want the ring if all it does is like turn you invisible and I was like well because it's like a symbol of power he's like well it's not that powerful and I'm like I have no rebuttal I I don't know why everybody wants the ring (laughs) so I am interested now in a in a reading the books to try to get a better understanding of what's taking place in middle Earth
0: yeah I thought it was too good to be true when I googled it Shanghai I just googled Shanghai noon streaming one of the things that mm-hmm. came up was like Shanghai noon watch on Disney plus what and that's
1: why I was I'll like tell Yo, you it's what? not gonna be on Disney plus.
0: I think it might be on Hulu. I don't know if that's for rent or if Hulu rents movies.
1: It might be for rent.
0: I don't have Hulu, so I couldn't see. It Did it told me to log in before it would let me, like, Oh, show me that.
1: We'll get it figured out for you, Jake.
0: Thanks, bro. I think
1: you'll enjoy the movie. I think I, you'll I think I will too. like the comedy.
0: Even though you kind of... Ruined the comedy already.
1: I didn't mean to. It's not my fault that you didn't hear the similarity of Chong Wayne and John Wayne. That's not my fault. It sounds like you need better headphones.
0: I mean, these are power beats. Anyway. You're going to have to go tell Dr. Dre, hey man, your headphones aren't good enough.
1: Yeah, they don't pick up they don't pick up enough similarity between Chong Wayne and John Wayne.
0: All right guys, thanks for listening. It's been 2 weeks. We'll be back next week provided nothing drastic happens. Again. Oh, real quick, Richard. Watch, yeah. Watch the book of Boba Fett, man.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay.
0: I'm honest. I'm honestly really intrigued about what's happened. Episode two is literally just um, pretty much a flashback mm-hmm. of uh, Boba Fett helping Tusken Raiders beat up the P- beat up the Pikes, um, who are like a spice running syndicate. It's like a big gang. And then uh, episode three is where things get really crazy and not much else happens. But let's just say Danny Trejo is in episode three. I heard. And he doesn't really do anything except sit there and be Danny Trejo. But hopefully he does something really cool later on. Yeah, I'm excited for where it's going. There's a lot of plot plot points and a lot of beats that I can't explain to you without spoiling, so I'm not going to, but there's a lot going on, and they're trying to build out a bunch of different things going on that Boba okay. Fett's going to have to deal with, and its I think it'll be really interesting at the end.
1: <coughs> okay. <laughs> I will try to get that watched this week.
0: Yeah. It's only... You're only two and a half episodes back, so... Until Wednesday when you'll be three and a half episodes back. But.
1: Awesome. So basically I have to watch them tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. And then Wednesday.
1: And Wednesday. But at least with Wednesday I could watch that until next Wednesday.
0: Yeah. Anyway guys, thanks for listening. Leave a rating for you like I mentioned at the beginning. Or just text Richard and tell us how we're doing. If you have Richard's number Hmm. Uh, until next week. Peace out.
1: Yeah. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the movie Milton pot podcast. If you like this episode, please leave a five star rating and review. If you didn't like this podcast, leave a five star rating anyway. Tune in next week for more.